apartment I plotted my rock on the bed With grandma's foil comforter And some books I never read Gonna climb that corporate ladder Cause I don't need a man Bunny hunt's coming over She has too much time on her hands We'll light a hundred candles Wait for a guy to call Hey, can I offer you a snack? There's some paint chips on the wall It's the 90s I can afford this giant home An assistant salary I can pay for it alone I open up my French door Step on the balcony Show off my pixie haircut Cause I live in the 90s Today's episode we're discussing How to lose a la-la-la in 10 days Today's episode, we are discussing the great rom-com classic uh, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson film, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I actually, I really prefer your title, Charlene, How to Use the La La La. I think that's really a fascinating title. We are talking with Dhruv Uday Singh on the podcast today and tell you what, we do, we, we talk a lot about nine and a half weeks. We do talk a lot about... Mickey work and nine and a half. Drew, he brought the heat. He brought the humor. He brought the Mickey Rourke. He brought the McConaughey impression. He brought it all, people. It's a 2003 romantic comedy starring Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey as two advertising execs who try to win and lose each other. I don't know. Okay, just just listen to the podcast, watch the movie. It's a very ridiculous, sordid plot where Kate Hudson tries to lose Matthew McConaughey in 10 days and Matthew McConaughey tries to win her over in 10 days. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to figure out the logistics, but you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a really good Matthew McConaughey impression and you're going to get some deep dives into uh, Mickey Rourke. We were just talking about if we could be in the mob and like what we would be in the mob. Like whether you'd be a capo or like a button, a butt point person or whatever, like that kind of thing. What is, what is that? What? <laughs> you know, a cop, you said the mob, right? MOB. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you be a capo regime or would you be a, you know, would really you know what that would is. be a button? Are man? you in the mob? <laughs> you seem to know a lot. <laughs> One of yeah, my favorite genres of movies are, are mob movies. So I've definitely watched what? every from okay. the 1930s Warner Brothers movies on down. I feel like I know I know that. I only know we need that. that stuff. We need that podcast. I would listen to that podcast. I would about too. Mob movies. Well, I was telling Shirley my um, my uncle was in. He worked for Al Capone, and he took the fall for a crime he didn't commit. It was like a not like murder or something. Mm-hmm. And then my grandpa was an illinois state senator and he wrote him to get out of on a pearl um and that was it and i was like oh i could see myself in the mob i could see myself doing something like clerical <laughs> you just want to be the doing paperwork for the mob. No, no no like i i could make phone call i feel like i could threaten somebody i could like make a phone call <laughs> or like find people's done. information yeah for sure that feels like a good setup for a rom-com too. Anyway, this movie is not about the mob. Mm-mm. How to lose a guy in 10 days. 
I have a really this is with Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey but I have a question and this may sound stupid but why would anyone want to read an article on how to lose a guy in 10 days that occurred to me while I was watching it it was like why who who's buying this magazine remember the setup though where it's like you know all these lonely women these great these great girls who don't know what they're doing wrong that's what she said it's very fear driven the title but it's it's the media what can you expect Mm -hmm. So the so, concept yeah. is like, it's a cautionary tale. It's like, if you see yourself in this article, you might be doing some of these things without knowing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, it's don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. The It's not like this is not a contrived, extremely contrived premise, but that's kind of what it is, right? That's what like this era of rom-com, I feel like, was all about this extremely high concept setup uh, for a thing. Yeah, but I think I think that's the idea behind it. Is like if you are reading this and you recognize, like, oh, I might be being whatever, I might be moving in my stuff too early or whatever. That's that's like a sign that you should slow it down, something like that. Like, don't do this. Alternate. I want to read the article. Like, I wish we, <laughs> I wish there was a moment where like someone read it or like there was a voiceover and she's like walking through the city and like, yeah, did that happen? <laughs> that may have actually. At the end, he reads it out loud. Yeah, but it's like a totally yeah. different article. It it's totally like, different. Yeah. yeah, the article you do get to read. I paused. I watched it on my on the Peacock, you know, on my laptop, and I paused briefly because I, I wanted to read. I haven't seen this movie since like it, probably since it came out like ages ago, and so I rewatched it uh, like uh, yesterday. And the the article you can read is at the beginning where she's writing an article called "How to Bring Peace to Tajikistan," <laughs> and you can pause it. And some like props department person wrote the actual article, and it is insane. You can read the match <laughs> it like, yeah, because who, what, what, who can write a two-page article about how to bring peace to a country which is raging with war this and solve it? And it's brilliant. And some props department person was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot," and just like wrote down a bunch of paragraphs of how to bring oh, peace to a fictional God. Middle Eastern country. Is what it like one? Do you remember what it what? said? Uh, it was very like, it was like the end of it was like, well, they need human rights, you know? Anyway, that's how you bring peace to Tajikistan. It's all like, yeah, they have all these problems with raging Afghan warlords who are coming in. Da, da, da. What they really need? Human rights. It's like, all yeah, right, thank you. Out. Thanks for Just give it to them. Just give them human rights. And it's fine. Let them eat cake. Yeah. It's great. I also yeah. love that like, that is what she really wants to write. Because it was like, in the beginning, it was like, what were some of the articles that I wrote them down? how to get the best orgasm. And then it was like, <laughs> I don't want to write these anymore. I want to write serious articles. On yeah. How she to wanted to be like a foreign war correspondent. Or yeah. <laughs> and she's working for, what is it called? The magazine? It's like Cosmo. She wanted uh, to be Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer in Up Close and Personal. Oh. <laughs> but as a writer. Okay. I thought you were going to say Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. And she was going to go maybe, teach some inner city kids too. karate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it composure. Was that's the magazine. Yeah, composure yeah. magazine. Okay. This was also the heyday of like all the magazines. Like everyone worked at like a magazine or an ad. Oh yeah, that time period, everybody worked in magazines. Mm-hmm. Like all the rom coms were magazines. Yeah, I was going to say we can never have conceived that uh, magazines wouldn't be a thing anymore. I was going to say, is Look that a sign? Is that a sign that an industry is in a bubble? Like the moment it's being featured a lot in rom coms and movies. Because I feel like, like, for example, on TV, this is connected to our world. In like 27, 2016, all the TV shows were making fun of improv. Like it was a big little punchline. And then the oh, improv yeah. bubble 
I want to say, if not collapsed, at least heavily shrunk. And I feel like maybe that's what it is. If it's in the pop culture a lot, it's about to go bust. You know what I mean? Like, What's in this is yeah. right. Can we make that's a prediction true. on here? Is there a real estate rom-com coming? Because I know oh. the real estate bubble. Is there some sort of that feels like something an easy in the works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, why is there not a real estate a real estate agent rom-com? Right, there has to be. There it. must be. There must be, right? That feels yeah. like it has to be. If anything, it's like some sort of lifetime holiday movie. Yeah, right. they've got to sell this house in time for Christmas or something. Hmm. That's what it's called. What about? Should I've we just write one? Thousand. I mean, if we we could come up with one right now and break the whole. Yeah, let's write story. a rom com right now. Let's yeah. do it. Real okay. estate rom com. <laughs> yeah. So, she did. Did she just get her real estate license? Oh, maybe she gets gifted like an abandoned inn, and <laughs> yeah. nobody will. No seller, like no real estate agent, will sell it. So she has to get That's her good. license in order to sell it, oh, and so yes. she runs into a guy. I don't know. Is Who's he like homeless. Him? He's a homeless yes. guy. So he needs this place yes. to stay. Okay. So she lets him go in there. But he's like Matthew, you know, he's like charming he's vagabond, hot. like McConaughey. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, but she has to give a house tour one day. And she's like, you can't be in here homeless looking. We have to give you a makeover because we're going to have potential buyers. So that's how we know so he's, he's going to act like he lives there in order to, that will help sell the house. And yes. then she realizes that she's in love with him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is great. When he takes a shower, he takes a shower and like gets a shave, and then she's just like, "Yes, hmm, yeah, okay." But the reality of it is, is that this homeless man actually Wait, owns not man? only not only this house, but every house yes. on the block because he's a billionaire. He's a secret yeah. billionaire. He's a crypto <gasps> billionaire because so that yes. like you know because it's, so it's contemporary. It's a bubble that may burst right. at some point. He's he's into crypto. Right. right. And he owns like more property than ever, and then she finds out his heartbroken. You know, all yeah, because he lied. Because he lied. <laughs> he lied, but yeah. in the end, she does go back to him. Obviously, obviously, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who would they be played by? Oh, hmm. Hmm. Dudley Moore. <laughs> 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 oh, we set this in the sixties. Yeah, this is yeah the sixties. <laughs> Dudley Moore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all okay, deep fake. It's not an act. It's be... a deep fake of Dudley Moore. <laughs> and Zendaya. And Zendaya. Oh, wow. Perfect. Okay. That's perfect. That's great. Oh. And what it's called, uh, we need to have a catchy little. Read the title. You know. For sale? Oh! Exclamation <laughs> point? For sale. Or question mark. For sale. For sale? For sale? Great. Yeah, it. maybe in the end too. She's like, "You can have the house, but you can't have me. This house Ooh. is for sale, but I'm not." Although I don't know, mm. it's not like she's he's trying to buy her, but maybe she's also like a a lady of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, then it this works. Is getting, yeah, this is getting really. <laughs> the real rare. estate isn't cutting <laughs> it. She has, uh, okay. She's well, she's getting worker. her license. I mean, she does need to make a living. <laughs> mm. She's got an OnlyFans and crypto. Her crypto loving and OnlyFans. There you go. Match it could be super content. This is how you sell it to a studio. You make it super contemporary. You know what I mean? This is like what? Yeah. You just say Only things like crypto, crypto, Lady of the Night, Dudley Only Moore, fans. Dudley Moore, Deep Fake, Zendaya. <laughs> Dudley Moore, you say box office gold. 
Well, it's a hologram. It's not even like the. It's not even like a fake. It's just a hologram, <laughs> hologram. shimmering. <laughs> the least vibe hologram ever. Dudley Moore. <laughs> Amazing. Great. And so right before we start, will be the dad. <laughs> yeah. The dad. <laughs> yeah, he's that age. Though. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know if this was in your recording or not, but if the listeners haven't heard it, we did start this by being like, we'll go beat by beat from the movie and we'll just like Tony's beat. <laughs> yeah, that kind of happens every time. I'm like, beat by beat, and that never happens. Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> well, getting back to um, the other, the movie that we watched, we'll make the other one. Okay, I have to just say, Andy Anderson and Benjamin Barry. <laughs> What these are the names of the characters? Andy Anderson just feels very. I feel like this movie had to have been written like in the fifties or something. This feels very nineteen fifties. Yeah, that's true. It does. And it is a throwback. It's definitely. I definitely got the throwback to like screwball comedy vibes, especially when they started doing, you know, the one line seduct, the one word seductiony kind of thing. You know, when he first meets with the party and he's like interested, perhaps da 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 da. That mm-hmm. feels like they're intentionally doing like 40 screwball Cary Grant kind of dialogue where, where they Hepburn. yeah you know which where they it was written like that like his girl Friday style is where it's like yeah. bah, 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 bah. I, so it feels like there's a part where they it is a little tongue-in-cheek I don't know but I don't it could be yeah. one of those scripts that like languishes for decades in Hollywood and tries to get made and then did it definitely happens there's some of these movies I look up when it was written and a lot of them are were written in the 50s and then just rewritten. Is this one, like, slightly. The interesting thing about this, something that when I first saw it, I remember it was big. So I, the, it, you know, in, in one pass of the screenplay was done by these two writers. And the second pass, the one that made it to screen, is by Burr Steers, which fascinated me because I'm a big movie nerd. And he's in the independent, he has a, one of the most fascinating recent directing careers, I'd say. He broke in. Make writing and directing a very revered indie darling movie called Igby Goes Down. I don't know if you guys oh, saw yeah. this, but it yeah. was with the yeah. uh, one the the uh Kieran Culkin, I think, way before Kieran. Succession. Susan yeah, Smith. right. Like what? Uh, that feels right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in what's York, right? Ryan Philippi. Yeah, it's like about a rich family in New York. Mm-hmm. Very kind of auteur-y, dry, cynical, you know, kind of yeah. movie. Uh, and then he his career pivoted hard and he just started like writing or directing kind of rom-coms or, you know, very, very not, not that tone of movie at all. So I won, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is says, but I'm just like some of this, some of this dialogue and stuff feels like crafted by him where it's like a little, it's like right in that hybrid of kind of intelligent, but also dumbed down a little bit. I don't know. It yeah. Like- it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's very simplified. It goes down. is really good. It reminds me of like a Salinger book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a movie. When they but, meet, they meet at a. Is, are they at a bar or are they at a party? They're well, I want to talk about the opening because, like, they that is the longest day. Like, she gets to work, <laughs> then she goes to her friend Catherine Hahn, who's I love her. She's brilliant in this. Mm-hmm. Who has like flowered wallpaper everywhere in the apartment. That apartment is <laughs> amazing. And then she goes back to work, and then she has this idea for the article. And then they go out, and then she sees Matthew McConaughey. They pick each other up, and then she goes on a date. I'm exhausted. Like the whole that whole day, I'm just like, how did you do all of that in one day? It's that it's New York life, day. just flying yeah. by the seat of her pants. She's a go get 'em girl. I know. I but was yeah, amazed that 
Also, I mean, I, you, I I just realized from you pointing it out what a long date is, but the fact that it ends in their first date at a crab shack. Like, who the fuck eats yeah. crabs on your first date? I've never even conceived. Like, imagine taking somebody out for the first time you meet them. You pick the messiest, like, smelliest food, just dunked in front of you. I don't know. That felt crazy. You don't man. know if they have acrylics on, if that meat's going to be all up in there. You don't want oh, that. It's also New York City. It's not like a crab shack kind of place. It's not I mean, Maine. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, it was very random. You should go get a chili dog or something. Yeah, I didn't really understand street that. Street falafel. <laughs> I also didn't know what he did. Like, at one point, he worked for the magazine. Did he sell diamonds, I advertising, right, or some kind oh. of vaguely. Was that it? Or yeah, it was, was that. that it's it is right, like, but it's so vaguely kind of. I, I couldn't. I, I know what you mean though. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell because you never see him actually doing his job. Job, you just see him kind of talking about pitches and stuff like that. Yeah, because she's writing an article, but this is just a bet for him. Like, does this have anything to do? This doesn't have anything to do with his job, right? This is just. It does. Yeah, yeah. Because they want to get that diamond campaign. But he's like the sports whiskey, like, uh, I don't know, that guy. That's the campaign that he normally gets. See, this is so confusing to me. He needs to get a campaign. (laughs) The DeLauer campaign? It is the most longest walk to a premise I've ever seen where they're like, okay, so for you to get this pitch, you got to prove that you can make a girl fall in love with you because that means that you'll be able to prove you can sell a diamond to a woman also. So if you do that, then we'll let you pitch it in the first place. It is like, let's like shoehorn this premise in somehow. Yeah, because diamonds are forever. Diamonds are commitment. (laughs) Cubic zirconians, those are for like side pieces. So, and he's a side piece guy. Yeah, why did he have to? It doesn't make any sense. Like her, I guess her article makes a little bit of sense, but then they could have just left it at like, "Hey, man, let's make a bet. I bet you can like get this girl to fall in love with you in ten days." Like that, I would have liked that. His career didn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. But what Which about is the interesting two women? Me. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I... Wow. No, no, I'm, I'm really sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know this is dialogue, dialogue from our rom-com. <laughs> no, I was only going to say, you said, what if he just makes her fall in love with him? Uh, if that was the bet, which is interestingly the premise of another movie with the number 10 in it, the the Heath Ledger and Julia mm-hmm. Stiles, uh, um, what is it called? 10, Ten Things, things I, I, hate I Hate About, about you. you. Right, which is Taming of the Shrew. But, I, but that isn't that, in that it's just like a bet, like just make her fall in love with you, yeah, I think. Yeah, simple. Mm-hmm. I saw that ages ago. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting they both have. 10 in the title and similar kind of setups. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they stole some things from there. I mean, they're like, well, let's just throw in diamonds so that no one gets confused with 10 things I hate about you. Do we feel like it is in New York? Like, does it feel like the pace of New York? There were a exorbitant amount of white people there to be in New York City. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, so white. I mean. I heard, though, that. I heard that before 2003, though, there were only white people in New York, at least according to all the film and TV oh, I've yeah. ever seen. So oh, that right. Might be That's true. Statistically, yeah. statistically that just changed. Historically accurate, for sure. Yeah. I do want to say I really found Matthew McConaughey on a motorcycle uncomfortable. He learned to ride a motorcycle for this movie, I read. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He still rides, and he uh, mm. did it for the film because he said that he didn't want to look unrealistic. But he did kind of look unrealistic. It's just like he doesn't belong on a motorcycle. And I think he knows it. He belongs on a horse. 
He's like a stallion. Yeah, kind of guy. Like, I like yeah. He belongs or yeah. behind in, in like a truck. Yeah, a truck because that's what he drives in real life, yeah. I believe. I'm According sure. to his audiobook, which I've been listening to, he oh like talks about how in high school he drove around, I used to drive around my truck and I used to like, I had a bullhorn and I'd say, hey ladies, you want to take a ride? Like he, that was his whole high school persona. And I'm like, that, yeah, you're right. That's what he looks, that's what he should be behind. Yeah. 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 was a little truck. too slick. But mm-hmm. I did enjoy that he was not as blonde yet or as tan. Yeah. I liked that hair color for him. A sandy, sandy brown blonde. Yeah. It was nice. Mm-hmm. So then he still looked kind of, because then he started doing, he did so many rom-coms and I listened to him, I think it was on Mark Marin last year after his book came out and he was saying that he like had a spiritual awakening that told him not to do rom-coms anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's in, it's explained in great detail in his audiobook. if you're interested, goes oh, into yeah. the dream. I was laying, I had a dream. I was laying, floating down the Nile. And suddenly I came and I woke up and I had a wet dream, but it wasn't wet. It was like a <laughs> spiritual odyssey. He like really goes into this elaborate wet dream of his about how, and then he's like, I guess I got to not do rom-coms anymore. It <laughs> was a wet dream for real? Yeah, he goes, he really explains. Isn't he like 45, 50? This is coming back. Do you have wet dreams past like 15? A good I may question. know nothing about you do have a penis. You're the designated penis on the podcast today. That's true. That's what, yeah, I love I love that position. On, and that's why I come on podcast <laughs> to be the designated penis, the DP. I, I do, I mean, I I will say I have not, I, I think what it is, is I think if you don't, if you don't like have sex for a while or don't come for a long time, you can still, but <laughs> that's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> McConaughey definitely has that problem. He's not getting laid. There's no way. He's not getting laid. There's no way. There's no way. I had a wet dream and it told him not to do rom coms. It was the jizz. It spoke to him. It's a soft voice. (laughs) Matthew wrote out, don't do any more rom coms. It's like a Ouija board. Just skeet all over the bed sheets. Instead of Ouija boards, he uses his hum. Oh, God. Wow. Matthew's agent the next day is like talking to his family. Guys, I, I got a I got a call from a client you won't fucking believe today. <laughs> you won't believe how this guy makes his decisions. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's a real character. And he's never done he a rom com since. That I did you know what I well he did uh oh yeah, because that was after Fool's Gold, which is a few years after this, where they reprised their chemistry, McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And that movie is so abysmally boring to me at least like aggressively yeah. mediocre as a rom this one at least i'm like i see the their chemistry is really fun and there's a lot despite the contriveness of it i'm like that's a fun movie i had a lot of fun despite all the craziness of it fool's gold oh my god and i remember reading about it being like it's a 70 million dollar budget and it made exactly 70 million dollars and it's like you guys are doing literally nothing you're doing nothing it's like you're mo- even if it's for profit you're just doing, you're just moving money around at this point like don't even bother it's yeah, a bad movie and you'd made nothing yeah, they're cleaning so. money this one how to lose um made was not a loser it was made mm-hmm. for 50 million dollars and it made 177 million oh wow yeah awful yeah. i feel like it was a popular movie when it came out and they do have chemistry mm-hmm. like they are very cute together i so think, definitely do yeah i, mean, I, I love kate hudson more. i love goldie hahn so i have to love kate hudson yeah she's very likable it's hard to not she, like her 
Well, I okay. I have another question. Are her parents dead? Oh yeah, Is that alluded to. She's an orphan. They never talk about it. They talk about his all the time. They go to his family. She never her. mentions her family. She never mentions a backstory at all, besides that she just wants to be a uh, like mm. hard edged reporter. Yeah, mm. she just gets very emotional when she goes to visit Ben's family, and the mom is really nice to her. Mm. And that, like, makes her fall in love with him. Do they say – so they never talk about it, huh? I, I can't remember now if, they, if she says anything like, about it. I don't think they do. If they do, they it's, do. like, very – like, there must – there may be, like, one line. I also mm. – I feel like in most rom-coms, you – like, there's a dead parent. Yeah. Because it's nice like to have an orphan lead because then the man can come rescue her. Yeah, she can be rescued and like, let's just say she's an orphan. She's an orphan. Hmm. It's a sexier story that way. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that was in a previous draft and then the note was like, let's make this as effervescent as possible. Don't even say it. We'll just like let it Heavy. be quiet. Yeah, like because this movie is so you know intentionally light and fluffy and yeah. kind of a, con a confection, which is what a lot of rom coms are. But this one especially, I feel like does a does a job of like this is a heightened reality. It's contrived and crazy, but just believe it. This isn't real Manhattan, but it's whatever this version is. So maybe they just had that in. Because now that I'm thinking about it, you're right that it does seem wild that given how much we know and he actually meet McConaughey's family, right? It must have been a note or something. Yeah. Just... There's probably like something that they shot where she goes to bed and there's like a picture of her parents next to her, <laughs> next to her bed. And she clutches it to her chest. Yeah, it's like a lock. Just like... Like, there's like one little shot that they just took out. She has a dry, a sad, dry uh, weeping that happens. Yeah. It's like a hacking slash weeping. And then then the next day, she's like at the office. And then the roses come that Ben sends. Yeah, he's... Okay, all the things that he does to like get her to fall in love. First of all, if any... I ha That's love bombing. And Serial killer shit. I w it scares... I mean, I've... I mean, we've all had that happen, I'm sure. Where someone's like trying to woo you and they're doing all these things and it's creepy. It's very unsettling when someone sends you flowers immediately and like. Yeah. It's a red flag. Says. Too much. Red flag, yeah. sure. I'd be out. Yeah. Even like some, like one bouquet of flowers is like too much for just. After a just first date. It. Yeah. You yeah, just had crabs with this person. It's insane. That, like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of many reasons why if anyone is learning courtship from rom-coms they are in for trouble because i think I, that there's you know that they're, they're in they're in i mean i get it because obviously it's a movie and they're structured and they're for they're formulaic for a reason you have to convey clear steps of how he's making him fall her fall for him or whatever but come on in real life none of this shit is a good idea it doesn't work have you ever like learned anything badly from rom-coms as a guy that did not pan out could I learn any game from a rom com? Yeah. Um, I think more. I think more. The i the philosophies behind it are some of them are good. Don't get me wrong. I think they. I'm not opposed to the concepts of true love and da 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 and all this stuff. But I think a lot of them are about like extremely, like you said, love bombing or clingy behavior or kind of chase the girl down until you get what you want, which I think is. Right. Which I, those philosophies I think were bad. I did as a teenager probably absorb some of it and then had to unlearn it. I feel like the movies that are more, um, I don't know. I think like, honestly, like 
darker movies like noirs and kind of stuff like that are a little more true to act to how actual i think like seduction works between people where yeah. it's like you know it's not it's not the focus of a thing i don't know i think I, I i think the thing i learned that was bad was more the philosophy behind it which is like make do all these things and re- like if you find someone who's the one just chase after it and don't let it go and i'm like that's not it though like you, it's more mutual and it's more like let's enjoy each other's company first and let it build i don't know yeah so. yeah let's get to know each other i guess it's not a good movie like watching people get to know each other and then they're like this isn't gonna work out <laughs> yeah. that's my that's, that's what i'm friends. gonna make i'm gonna make that wrong <laughs> is there a yeah. film or is there a movie that you did you use something specifically from any movie that ever worked yes but i can't say it because it feels <gasps> <laughs> no it's not not anything it's not a thing specifically okay but a movie that had a big impact all right terrible i'm not saying i, I don't endorse anything else in the movie especially anything beyond the first half of it eyes by shot no i'm kidding that's uh, close it's, is it tarantino <laughs> no it's not it's not it's it's the fucking it's a it's the movie nine and a half weeks with mickey oh rourke and kim okay, okay it's a very sexual it's a sexy little hot movie yeah. but there's a scene there was a scene i watched it when i was like yeah i was like maybe 19 and about to go on spring break and there's when he first sees kim basinger he just like looks at her a certain way and i was like i'm gonna look at girls that way when i go on spring break. <laughs> and it worked it, it works oh it's great I mean, there's. It's just because it's very. It's non-verbal. It's not like a real thing. It's just like he looks at her and he kind of like doesn't let her gaze go. Like she looks back at him and looks shyly, and he just like keeps looking at her eyes, and it's very seductive. And I was like, "That's hot." I think that's a hot way that to. Is, yeah. You know, it's not very, not creepy. Like, yeah, it's just, not creepy. It's also like, it's like, do you consent? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, exactly. there's no physical touching happening. So. Exactly. Yeah. Now, don't give it the rest of the movie. I don't. There's a lot in it that gets really awful and bad, and I don't endorse any of that. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the early little bubbly seduction part. Yeah, the I feel gazing. like I got a little game. Yeah, the gazing. You know what it was? It was. It was what it was. What I think is good. And I, again, I'm the designated penis. I, you guys could speak more to sure. this from a woman's point of view than I can. Mm-hmm. But I think the idea of very honestly projecting your intention, I thought, was good and is is kind of what rom-coms don't do well rom-coms are like set up this deceitful practice and then under the guise of deception you'll fall in love with somebody eventually right this was like no right from the jump just honestly kind of convey your intention just with your eyes of like hey i want to get to know you and i feel like that helped that was that i imbibed Mm -hmm. that early i think that was helpful maybe i think that's very true definitely don't lie to get someone i have heard i I listened to a I listened to a podcast with this social psychologist and he was saying that the gaze is the way to see if you're attracted. So it's like three, it, within three seconds, we know whether or not we're attracted within 10 seconds, like 10 seconds is how you let the person know you're interested. What? So there's science behind it. Yeah. 10 seconds. 10 second gaze, which is like so long. That feels okay. really long mm. to me. That feels very intimate. A 10 second gaze. Mm. Yeah. Feels intimate. I was gonna say I want to show you guys that scene from Nine and a Half Weeks and see what you see. I your, feel like I remember movie. it. I mean, I remember Mickey Rourke used that gaze in a number of movies. I think. Yes. The rest, yeah. I know the gaze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like standing at the ropes. Gazing like at his opponent. Smoking a cigarette, maybe, and like has his has one hand in his pocket or something, and then his in in Nine and a Half is- Weeks. <laughs> Tossing a, a taxi cab. 
Any Alanis Morissette <laughs> fans out there? <laughs> That's where she got, yeah, the inspiration for the song. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> That's great. No, in the in the scene in Nine and a Half Weeks, the Kim Basinger, it's so bizarre. She's about to buy a chicken, like a a, a toy chicken or something. And he rolls up on her and kind of looks at her and he's like, every time I see you, you're buying chickens. Because the previous time she was buying a real chicken or something. And then he just like doesn't let her gaze go. And it's very hot and it's very like beautiful kind of gentle way. And then, you know, cut to them later. They're eating pasta, which is a more acceptable first date than than a crab shack. Pasta is perfect. Mm-hmm. Pasta is a great like first date. It's very simple. It, it's easy. It's not pretentious. What if they have a gluten allergy? Not crabs. <laughs> You're fucked. What, what if they have a what? Gluten allergy. Oh, cauliflower pasta? That's so unsexy. <laughs> no, I know. I'm sorry if you have a gluten allergy, I but do. like pasta. I know. You need the, you need the oil. You need one. like Yeah. There mm. is one sex scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Is it a it's sex very, scene? Like, or do they just shower together? This it's it's sort of a heavily implied sex scene right i guess or i don't know yeah it's after she says that she really liked how nice his mom was to her (laughs) and is very turned on by that (laughs) talking about parents and then they take each other's clothes off (laughs) and have sex in the shower they allude to having sex in the shower the shower's on Mm -hmm. they take each other's clothes off what you know like we assume well no they leave her shirt on and i think she gets in the shower in her shirt (laughs) does so they were maybe just like washing her shirt she might have just spilled something on it (laughs) just doing laundry (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's yeah very different than nine and a half weeks that is, I mean, that's the only. The, I I believe the only kind of sex allowed in rom coms is if the woman keeps either a shirt or her bra on the whole time, yeah. and then afterwards or also, or a oh, sheet that she. is magically suspended to her to her chest. Yeah, yeah. She just those. gets up and walks around. She's still right here. Just yeah. above. Yeah, her. she's just like hands free, and she's yeah. <laughs> still up. Still yeah. Up. So I have a question for you, Drew, as the DP. Mm-hmm. These 10 things that she does, uh, when would you be out? Would you be out on mm. one, two, three? Like, at Which one point, one? would you be like, I'm done? You know, I'll be honest. I So I've been single, like, maybe about uh, almost a year, about a year or so. So I've been, and I was in a very long-term relationship before that. So I've been I've been dating, uh, been dating around. I mean, I'm, I'm a little slowing down a little bit, but I was for a bit. And I feel like my tolerance for red flags got lower and lower to the point where I think like on the first one, I'd be a little like, all right, I think I'm good. You know, I think I, I think the moment we're at it, what's the first one? Like she says, they're at the Knicks game. Is that it? And she's like, uh, go get me a soda before when there's one minute left. I think I'd be like, oh, nah, you get yeah. it. I'm okay. Yeah. It's so selfish. But here, but here, those tickets are her tickets. Does that have anything to do with it? You know, like that's you're true. going that, to a Knicks game for free. That's true. Actually, you know what? I say that and I might be, I might be fine. I also, I say that. And I'm also, as a DP, sometimes I'm like, ah, she's really cute. Let's give it another shot. I also, I also vacillate on my, <laughs> yeah, I do vacillate on my, but that's it. I don't know. I had a, I had a date a little while ago, like some weeks ago where I was like, 
instantly I was like, this is like four red flags in a row and I'm out. You know, like I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have too much thing. time for it. I don't have too much time for it. I'm not, I'm not like super picky or anything. I just mean in terms of like certain, certain things like kindness is so big for me or things like that. If there's anything that if like, oh, if you're rude to like a waiter or something, I'm kind of like, I don't mm-hmm. think you can redeem yourself from certain red flags. You know what I mean? Some things are just too much. I also wrote <laughs> Mike sucks. Catherine, the guy that Catherine Hahn dates, who comes oh, back. Oh, yeah. With the clean pants. Like, these shitty little roses. <laughs> and he's like, I want you back. And she's like, why? And he's like, I don't know. I thought he was cute. I actually really liked that. Because, you know, you don't know why you like people. You know, like, sometimes you don't know. It's like, they're funny, they're smart, they're kind. But how many people are funny, smart, and kind? Like, a lot of people. But I didn't like you that know. she was like no mike forget it and he's like okay <laughs> then he leaves and then he comes because back. he knew that he treat that she treated him like sh- or he treated her like shit God. so he was like fine i did you I, dirty i get it i'm I out like- i was won over by it i love the plaid really? i loved this the bad dockers and the glasses i was like he yeah i feel like they definitely was- broke up like two nights later for sure Were wow you McConaughey? Really, i didn't Were- think you'd be so um into mike yeah really (laughs) i just thought it was cute i just thought it was cute (laughs) i mean i like that he came back for her but i just think she could do so much better i want Catherine. i want to see Catherine hahn i want to see that character in that apartment in an indie movie i want to see her article i actually want her i want it to be her movie because she's Mm -hmm. the reason kate writes the article she dated this guy mike for a week and then (laughs) he leaves her and then she's heartbroken. Did you like Ben, his approach? The things that he was doing? So he made her dinner and got her flowers? I guess that's it, right? And he I played hot hair. The I, that would have won me over. The family thing. The family thing? Yeah, like seeing him close with his family. That would have like won me over. Yeah, the, that's a good sign. The like pot roast... I like when they do the laundry in the shower, <laughs> the sex scene slash laundry scene, and <laughs> then her hair is cur- – oh, no, maybe it was before that scene. Her hair is curly. It just becomes yeah. curly, and then she's herself. Did you guys notice yeah. that? When her hair yeah, becomes curly, she's, like, more her- – mm-hmm. like, it's like Clark Kent or something. I loved it. I have curly hair, and I totally get it. <laughs> and then, like, at the end yeah. when she writes, they go to this diamond party <laughs> – that's what I'm going to call it. They go to a diamond party and they sing, I'm so vain. You're so vain together. Mm-hmm. And then she writes that other article. And then you see her again with curly hair. I just think the curly good. hair is like who she really is, but it's just funny. This like device where it's mm-hmm. like, she was putting on this act mm-hmm. the whole time. And that included straight hair. That is a thing. Out. I think, I've seen that as a kind of a useful device or whatever in movies before where when someone changes their hair in some way, it's like, oh, or, you know, like, or they, they cut their hair or they revert to their natural hair. It's like, oh, now they're back into their, their own skin. I think. Yeah. They're, they're themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. I did that in LA. I had a a manager that um, was like, you know, you're not going to work unless you have straight hair. Uh, he, he, this is the same manager that also wanted me to do a British accent, like in all my auditions and just pretend to be British. 
because like it was the British invasion, you know? <laughs> yeah. So then I, I flat ironed my hair for like three years. Oh no. I know it was horrible. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. But now That's I'm horrible. curly and my authentic self. So I'm like the real life example of Kate Hudson here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's real. Have you seen the movie Beyond the Lights? Maybe mm-hmm. the most, it, in my head, the most underrated romantic movie. It's like so good. So but good. she does that where she, where she like, and obviously that's also part of her, like her mom is making her straighten her hair for her job and shit like that. And she like, oh my God, it's just, it's, it's so like, good. it's such, it's so good. It's such, that's one of those movies that I'm like, how is this not a classic? It is, it's genuinely so fucking good. Like, it's like, I can't even, even her singing, the performances and the like, the music video shit, it feels real. Like even you know what I mean. It's like it's the most authentic. Oh, and Machine Gun Kelly, weirdly, is the is yeah like her <laughs> lover in it or whatever. Oh, wow. yeah, it's actually, great. it's like she's a pop star, and then he's hired to be her security, right? Yes, exactly. It's so yeah. it's like the bodyguard or whatever. Like back in the, you know, it's like that kind of romance, but it's such a good like. I don't know. It's great. It's really uh, to anyway, to I didn't mean to divert the hair thing. Just made me think of that because there's a great moment in that where she like, like you know, like uh, stop straightening her hair. It was great. Anyway, I don't need to watch that. Who were your guys's uh, like, like crush, like sex symbols? You know, who were the guys who were like these are? I had a crush on these through your teenage years. As a teenager, Sean Penn, of course. Or I guess, I guess you know, anytime, even now. Okay, my answer. So, go ahead. <laughs> okay, my teenage crush was Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, okay. No wow. actors. Always like mm-hmm. musicians. I really liked mm-hmm. lip rings. Uh, I really liked any like bad boy, rebellious kind mm. of kind of thing. And DiCaprio was really in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I briefly had a crush on him right around the beach. Oh, the I beach. never was in the blondes, mm-hmm. so I never went mm-hmm. got into him. I had mm. this is you're is gonna surprise you so i had a, i had a huge crush on sean penn you like dangerous men i mean not now but i didn't i mean i didn't date in high school but like you i were like, young and i like the idea of them in high school for sure mm. but yeah in mm. real life no i don't think i've ever dated like a, a like dangerous guy mm. i also christian slater i love christian slater um, in middle school, I wrote him a letter. I did talk about that on another podcast episode. Um, I still have the letter. And Paul Reiser. I really love Paul Reiser. <gasps> Mad wow. Yes. Did not see Paul Reiser coming. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Current crush, Paul Reiser? I would say like that crush, Paul Reiser, like Christian Slater only was in middle school. And then I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. And then Sean Penn <laughs> lasted, I would say through high school, maybe like 16 but Paul Reiser really lasted into my twenties. I would say. I love that. I like. I get it though. I like bad girls. Like you know, dangerous a little bit. Yeah. Dangerous. Might kill you. Them. You don't know. Yeah, I've dated them, and again, it's uh, yeah. You're right. As you get older, you're like, this isn't sustainable. This yeah, isn't a good idea. Unsafe. Beyond, yeah, three <laughs> dates. All right. You know what I mean? She's get- gonna ruin my credit. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. she's gonna ruin my credit. <laughs> you want to build a life with someone you can't have like people getting arrested or like yeah. you gotta go pick them up from the drunk tank Mm-mm. it's too much no yeah i've never picked, picked anyone out from the drug tank yeah i'm trying to think if i've what's a what was a bad girl that you dated drew um i mean I had a girlfriend who cheated on me a bunch so i guess oh. that's a pretty bad girl oh, yeah, <laughs> pretty bad terrible. oh no i mean recently i've dated 
I've had some dates with girls who are just kind of wild, you know, who are like a little like they're a little wild, like they're they're in a fa- wild phase of their lives or whatever. And obviously, because I've been in a wild phase in my, you know, I was coming off a long relationship, so it was a good short term little yeah mix. You know, it's like well, we're both in this kind of let's just have fun and get wild phase. You know what I mean? Girls who yeah, are like for sure. Well, yeah, they're in the threesomes something... and they're in it just getting wild and they're they're they're, they're experimenting. They're wild. That, that's the. I don't know. That's who you date yeah. after a long relationship. You don't like exactly. date the person you're going to be with. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I guess so. you could, but yeah. yeah. Why? Why do that? That's not funny. Why like a that? palate cleanser. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if you're a if you're a baddie and you feel like sliding in the DMs, I'm at Drew <laughs> <laughs> But have if you have credit. a criminal record, and... <laughs> yeah, look yeah. me up. If you're in the mob, if you're a, if you're a clerical worker for the mob, please. <laughs> you lead a militia. You have weaponry in your. In you your lead home. a militia, but still, again, have good credit, please. Drew, mm. what about you? What was your? Did you have a crash growing up? Uh, yeah, I'm short. Lots of them. Um, hmm. Teenager. Um. Who were my like big Jessica Alba? Like right when Dark Angel, you know, was was yeah. still was still at least airing in India. I, I grew up the in leather, India, the leather. Uh, she was. God, I mean, she's still stunning. Like she's still. Like, yeah. I probably still could still easily crush on her. She's so beautiful. But I think her. Um, there were a couple like I grew up in India, and there were a couple like there was this Indian VJ. Remember when VJs were a thing? Like on MTV. Yeah. Called Shanaz, who actually I could maybe end up working with at some point, like because she we're in, you know she like works out here now and stuff. Beautiful, like also just like she was so funny and like very silly. I love yeah. I love like silly. Silly was really hot to me, you know, like kind of like just being silly in a in a funny way, like silly, like right. You know what I mean? Acting, I think because I already like comedy and stuff. So so anyone who could do comedy was funny, like hot to me. Were you into um, people that like fell down a lot? That's a classic rom com way to get a guy oh. who's like klutzy, dropping things, walking in clumsy. Yeah. yeah, no, not really. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not really into the manic pixie kind of uh, kind of trope. That doesn't make that yeah. doesn't appeal to me in, in in any way. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, I mean now, uh, man crush wise, honestly, yes, Mickey Rourke in the '80s. I think I had a. I, I wasn't. Alive, I was barely alive in the '80s, but I mean, like watching his stuff from that era, I'm like. That was a that man could could get it if I was young then. Um, <laughs> you could go back in time and then he could get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a favorite rom com growing up? Um, not growing up. No, I don't think I had a favorite. Uh. I did have I do have one that I guess technically is sort of a rom com. Maybe not. Maybe not because formulaically they don't end up together. And I hesitate to say it because, like, it's a canceled one. Uh, Annie Hall, the Woody oh, Allen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, incredible movie. Uh, different to watch it now. But maybe that. Uh, again, it's, like, sort of a rom-com, but not really. But, you know, it's, like, it's romantic. I think it's, it's a rom-com. I think so. I guess so. There's calm, yeah. but it's not, you know, the form. it's not the formula. It's not the this yeah. happens, that happens, that and then they get together because they don't. And there's, you know, the chase. There's and all that stuff. So it's like it's it is. You're right. It's romantic. and It's a comedy. Uh, maybe that. Yeah. And it's like they're I, I haven't seen that in so long, but they're friends. Like it's a very friendly. It's very realistic. Yeah. I mean, when Harry met Sally, for sure, in terms of friend yeah. rom-coms and that, that that one still i think holds up and is great hi delgo 
Yeah, that's a classic. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Have you ever had your own rom-com, Drew? I have, actually. The one I had that was most like it was I had a... This is funny to say, not to name drop, but I just I just worked on a Netflix show with Julie Delpy, and I, it was big for me because I'd had a big crush on her from before Sunrise, uh, which was this... If you haven't seen it, it's this oh, link yeah. later. Like, you know, they, they, yeah, I had that sort of encounter in Germany where I met a girl and for like, we had a night kind of together where we walked around. Yeah. Probably 10 years ago, more than that. But I was, I, I had like a two night, you know, like a met this incredible English woman and we kind of like really hit it off this girl. And we walked around like late, uh, outside of Bad Neunar, which is a small spa town like near Dusseldorf and we kind of like you know had a very romantic like walk around the city together and kissed and it was just it was it felt like the movie after that I watched before sunrise and I was like oh I just had that experience with somebody it was a very cool like existed as a capsule of time two people connecting like ships in the night and then yeah. we we you know like we talk sometimes on I don't know we found each other on Facebook like I haven't talked to her in years but I feel like it was that so that that was very rom-commy I guess yeah I was gonna ask if you rom-com. kept in touch a little, but not not a whole lot. But you know, just online every yeah. now and then. But that was a special sort of night or a special twenty four hours. Yeah, with this one I've always wanted that. I've always wanted a before sun. I mean, I think everyone has wanted that. It, yeah, it was very surreal to have to have that exact. It felt like the movie because it was also in Europe, and it felt like you know yeah. we're walking around this old towny cobblestone kind of small town. It felt very much that. Um, it was cool. Yeah, I never had that. That's a good one. That's a very good mm-hmm. rom-com because that's it's before sunrise a rom-com. Those are just really good movies. It's a hard rom. With it's a, a rom. With a baby yeah, com. it's a rom. Yeah, it's a yeah. rom. Yeah, it's, it's a, a rom. little rom. com. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you're listening, watch On the Verge on Netflix. I'm in that with Julie Delpy, and she's good in it. It's like ten episodes, and it's, I play a su- Julie Delpy sous chef is what I play. Do you think? these movies set you up for thinking love would be a certain way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, somewhat so, somewhat similar to what I was saying earlier about the philosophy of chasing down somebody is not, uh, not, not literally, but even in the sense of like the way you woo somebody is you kind of chase after the, the man chases after a woman, I think is a, I think it set me up, not set me up, but I, that's something that I've sort of learned to, reject a bit not that i mean look there's still something that i think is true about maybe it's societal expectations that we live in 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 hetero relationships i think the man is expected to lead at the beginning which i don't think is a bad thing i think there is still some of that but i think in rom-coms it's like you just like fucking bulldoze your way into it and you do all these big gestures to get somebody and i think that was I think that's damaging a little bit because I think a it's you know doesn't take into account that if someone's reluctant to be with you probably that's for a reason and you should let it go, and it doesn't take into account like it's mutual you know there's like a there's a there's a back and forth kind of dance happening in a in a real situation I think, um, so I think it top that was one thing that I think. I don't think is great. I don't know. I mean, they're also limiting, right? Like they're about one kind of relationship and one kind of love. And I don't think that's for everyone. I don't know. Some people aren't yeah. monogamous or some people aren't whatever. Like the, obviously the, um, the majority of rom-coms we've ever had have been like about hetero, you know, whatever couples white, usually if, if they're in Hollywood. Um, so I think, yeah, probably did give me a lot of ideas that weren't, that weren't great. Yeah. Uh, Even like unconsciously. Yeah. 
Yeah, even unconsciously. And you know, look, I also I will say as, as someone who writes and 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 makes stuff, I'm like I understand some of that is just the nature of film is such a compact medium that you need structure in order to make stuff happen quickly. Like you were saying, like it's 10 days because it's a movie. It's not 10 days because it's like real life. So I get that. I get some of that is that kind of contrived thing. But I think some of that does come from a philosophy. Like it's some of it does come from a limited worldview of relationships or a limited view of totally. like what you know what courtship is about i mean like fairy tales also have that some fairy tales have have pretty fucked up ideas of like what love is or you know what i mean it's very sort of monolithic and very like oh you want the girl great wait till she's asleep and then kiss her and then if because you want her she'll come to life or whatever it's just like not none of it is rooted in like just two human beings kind of molding together and finding their way which i think is what real life is a lot more like it's messier it's like the one you know a movie that does address that actually is and it's not a very happy movie it's sort of bleak but eternal sunshine of the spotless mind yeah i I think that's a that's a response that's sort of charlie kaufman to me his response to rom-coms to growing up with rom-coms it's like well this is really what it's like it is fucking messy and maybe you do get in arguments and the arguments are not like superficial somebody deceives somebody over a bet or whatever it's like real shit you know it's like you i don't know that's more what it is and when i look back at my romantic life i'm like I don't think any of those relationships were quite a rom-com. They were kind of, no, uh, they were all over the place, but not a rom-com. Maybe yeah, Annie Hall, treasures. like that's, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking when you were talking about that internal sunshine, because then they they go to that lab or whatever to have it erased. The lobotomy. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I wish. There are some relationships I would like to do that with. But yeah, that does feel like the most realistic of messy and like how relationships can get into your psyche and it's can be painful it's just so many emotions you feel so many emotions from like a real relationship that's yeah. part of human human life too that said look i'm i mean i don't know i'm, I'm sickle now and i definitely my hope with the thing i there, there's like the rom-com end of the spectrum and then there's what a lot of societal stuff tells you where it's like a relationship is work and you have to work on it really hard i think that's true like there is work in a relationship but what I'd hope for is like a really good relationship. The ones I've seen be really good are where they're not that much work, where the work is like the small things. But if you agree on the big stuff, you're not like working overtime to change another person or whatever, which I think is also a bad idea. You know what I mean? I think there's a medium in the middle of rom-com and that damaging idea. Maybe. Yeah. I'm also single. So who the fuck? Knows? I could be talking out of my ass about all of this. <laughs> well, no, I think that they're the part of, I love how we're both saying we're both like this is how relationships start. Charlene's actually married and has been married for a long time. So And I, I love no, that no, I'm taking no. all this in. Very naive very naive. You're uh, just listening to these idiots, just like, yeah, okay, good job in hypothetical end. This is how a real relationship works. But I, I do agree. Yeah, I agree. You ha you can't compromise on um you can't compromise on value systems mm-hmm. and you can't compromise uh, on like yeah, what you want in life, like lifestyle. If you yeah. want kids and the other person doesn't want kids, that cannot, yeah. you know. Exactly, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I mean by that. Like I, I've had, I think the relationships I've had that broke up previously because we weren't aligned on one of those big things. Like I want kids, but she doesn't, or you know, or I want that, lifestyle-wise or whatever. So I think if you're aligned on those things, then yeah, there's other parts that are work, but they're, they're not like the, you're not working on, impossible you know like sisyphean mountains you're just like working on we can compromise on this little part of our lives so 
or whatever. Yeah, the love shouldn't be work. Like, it shouldn't be work to like each other or love each other or have fun. It should feel effortless, I think. Again, Charlene, you don't, you wouldn't know. Um, But I think the work part would be, yeah, like, when you're with someone for so long, it's like, I don't know. Do we want this for dinner or that for dinner? It's like, there's like work with communication. And if you have like aligning values. There's so <laughs> much work. Oh my God. Listen to me, people. There's so much fucking work in relationships. Your romantic relationship will trigger all of your childhood trauma. True. Oh, true. All of it. 100, 100. And that is oh, the that's work. for sure. Yeah. You want quick yeah. therapy, 100%. get into relationship. A hundred percent. Oh, I've been there. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. 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 And sometimes, yeah. Charlene was watching, as we talked, Charlene was watching us the way like I watch it when like <laughs> nine-year-olds are talking about how re- the real world works or, whatever, or like a, a 12-year-old has smoked weed for the first time and they're talking about politics or something. And you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, like- oh, the economy's bad. Oh, oh, capitalism is bad and you know how to fix it. Oh, good luck, 12-year-old. You know what I mean? That's how talk you're to me, Yeah. Talk to me after these vows. After <laughs> you stay vows. We'll, we'll I know. Like you, have a, you are married. You have a dog and a home with somebody. I bought a home this year. <laughs> just want everybody to know that I bought into <laughs> capitalism in this way. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But I have a question for you, Drew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, have you ever had a 90s rom-com apartment? I think the closest I had to, it wasn't a 90s apartment, but when I was in college, I lived in an apartment where I had, I had like a shared, a, you know, the the other room had, had a roommate and I had like my room then, because again, I was in college, I was a fool. I had a hammock in my apartment that I'd strung up, you know, it was like a, not a 90s college apartment, but I was like, what's like oh, a, mo- nice. if I was a movie character, what would I want? Oh, I'd have a hammock Ow. in my fucking, it was strung up from one corner to another corner, like on the thing. <laughs> With uh, with, with... <laughs> like a poster on the wall unframed with like that sticky all tag. Of that. A Scarface poster yeah, Scarface. just taped exactly. to the wall. Yes. Scarface, uh two women kissing on another poster, like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fight the fight club. Yeah, all that. Just an elbow in a bikini. <laughs> exactly. A Maxim cover. Exactly. Oh my God. That would have been no. cool too. Wait, do you have anything you want to plug at the end? No, you know what? Yeah, go to my Instagram. I post a lot of like character bits and shit now. I'm just trying to do that more because it's fun. If you want to see you... some funny little bits, you can find me. And Drew does Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, I do have a Matthew McConaughey bit. If you want to see me do him. I don't know. Watch me on TV out? and some random shit. With Matthew McConaughey? Sure, sure, sure. What do you want me to what, What's the context? Maybe can you do a red light, green light? Okay. On this movie. <laughs> For this about this movie. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Meeting a girl the old-fashioned way. Going out to her saying, how you doing, lady? You want to come home? Red light. However, setting up an elaborate con where you make a bet with your friends in order to eventually sell a pitch to a diamond merchant and get that pitch by convincing your bosses that you can make a lady fall in love with you in the span of 10 days. Green light. All right. <laughs> That was great. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Drew. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. What a blast. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. Going to work till I am dead. 
nothing's gonna stop me. Oh wait, I fell in love instead.